0: Welcome to the official Titans podcast, better known as the OTP. My name is Mike Keith. Amy Wells is here.
1: Why, hello, Mike.
0: And we have a special guest with us at Titans training camp, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network and NFL.com. Thank you for taking time.
2: Uh, thank you for having me. I think most important thing here is I'm trying to make sure my hair doesn't get messed up in this headset. Nice! Got a lot of TV (laughs) ahead of me today. Uh, this is all very important, but as long as that continues and the hair still looks good, I'm good. Nice. You know,
1: it's priorities. Hair always. 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 All right. I want to start off because you just walked out of meeting with the general manager and the head coach. True story. I want to know what you were able to glean from those meetings. What did you learn?
2: Uh... So, first of all, um, I did talk to John Robinson before this. Got him on my podcast, which is uh, dropping tomorrow or Tuesday, one of those days. By well, your podcast I... is good. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Is I like big. it. I appreciate it. I like it, too. Um, and I don't know if it's like, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I just do one. So I don't know like, in the pantheon of podcasts like, what it's supposed to be. The only thing I know is I like doing it. Yeah. So like I like the guys who are on. It's kind of fun. We bust each other's chops. So I don't know if other people like it. Um, and I'm happy to hear that you do. Thank yeah. you. Um, but I know at least I like doing it. Uh, but as far as, you know, so so I got J-Rob on the podcast. Um, it was interesting talking about, you know, the the makeup of the team, which I know he really likes, what he's trying to get accomplished, the kind of renewed uh, comfort level from some of these guys. Um, you know, also why they were comfortable drafting Jeffrey Simmons. And I don't mean the off-the-field stuff. I mean someone who might not play this year. Right. Just how, you know, the – the extreme talent he had that that's so rare to get, you know, sort of that's someone where you're drafting there, like why they were able to draft him. I think that was interesting. What Marcus kind of needed to do, the meeting he had with Taylor LeJuan after his uh, disclosure. Um, So I think that was interesting. Uh, It was with Mike Vrabel uh, just a couple minutes ago. And, you know, it's it's funny, like we we talked about football some. Um, We were in there for probably a half hour, and most of the talk was like, team building and culture and like the kind of people that he wants and how he wants his players to treat people like I didn't learn anything about like the offensive line say Um, but I did learn a lot about his vision for a football team and the kind of people that he wants which makes sense because like like the Titans last year weren't always like the prettiest team of all time but they played very hard always um, and they hit always uh, and I feel like that's really okay.
0: Nice, good stuff. Now I want to ask you a podcast-type question. As you start tapping on your phone, how many phones is called multitasking? How how many phones do you have? Do you have just one, or do you have two phones?
2: Uh, I just have one.
0: Okay, so you just have one. Yep. What is your data plan, or what? Do you have any idea what your phone costs per month?
2: No idea. Uh, it goes right to the company, which is fine, um, <laughs> which is which I appreciate. Um, it's so got to
0: be over $1,000 a month, doesn't th- it?
2: There will be some times when I will be like, you know, let's say I get a text early. Let's say during like a busy time, I get a text early. And I'll be like, oh, shoot, I forgot to respond to this or whatever. And I'll scroll and I'll be like, oh, my God, look how many texts I got today. And it's like <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> just kind of go through. Do
0: you ever uh, turn your phone off?
2: um so i was on a plane two nights ago and i was going from tampa to miami very short flight 45 minutes right we're getting ready to take off and i was watching um bodyguard the show on netflix right. which was yeah. like so intense and i'm on the last episode i'm like all right let me just turn my phone off so i can finish the show because we're like taxiing we're about to go I turn my phone off fine And then they're like, oh, actually, we have several planes in front of us, so we're not going to take off for 10 minutes. Turn my phone back on, and I get a text that Bobby Wagner's contract extension was complete, three years, 54 million. Ended up breaking that story because I literally turned my phone on at the right moment. And then I get a call from one of my buddies who's uh, kind of my boss on the news desk. I was like, why would you turn your phone off? I'm like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> Does your phone so I'm wake never you gonna up? turn. I'm never going to turn it off again. Does your phone
0: wake you up in the middle of the night? All the time. Okay. So <sighs> if you go to church or you go out on a date with the bank trust did I say it mm-hmm. right? Um, if you're doing something with your kids at school or whatever, do you not have your phone at any point during that? I Are I'll, you ever without your phone
2: no. at Big Mom? The only time... I ever would be without my phone is swimming, shower. It goes in with me. Put it in a plastic bag. Goes in with me. It literally goes in the shower. Yeah. Why is that weird? I've never heard of it.
1: Well, I mean the fact that you have to put it in some sort of protective cover. You put it in
2: a ziploc bag, and then you can actually. You might not know this, but you can actually text on your phone through through the the ziploc. So, so
0: you're doing a hair mask. And all of a sudden it comes <laughs> up that something's happened. Hair with you. Yeah, I mean, obviously this you do. This is all natural, baby. We oh, I know, know but I, I mean, it looks conditioning. Oh, we I do know. a lot
2: of facial stuff. Rodan and Fields is great. It, I, it is really great, yeah. I'm a big fan I of their product. Just,
0: uh, you are the TV guy now, aren't you? <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're conditioning your hair and you find out the Giants have an injury at wide receiver and you're going to do something in the shower with your phone. Through the plastic bag. 100%.
2: I've broken multiple stories. I
0: contend there is no man in America more attached to his phone than Ian Rappaport. That's why I had to ask this question. I watch you on TV. I heard heard the Washington thing with the host where you got the call.
2: Oh, yeah. That guy yelled me. I know. He went after you. And then I had to call him back in a pot. Mike Arafalo, who's a buddy of mine. Convinced me to call him back and apologize to be the bigger man. So, Uh, hey,
0: it was. I'm going to tell you something. The fact that you did, I thought, said a lot because he's on a show. He gets an important call. He has to leave the interview. The guy in D.C. goes after him, and like a, a really big time turn the other cheek better man ian rappaport calls back to apologize and i thought yeah uh, I was,
2: yeah i was annoyed but i did it anyway i know i was <laughs> impressive <laughs> but you know well, anyway, like, there's there's a lot of times when like i'm like all right let me just nothing's going to happen i can put my phone down and like always something happens so at some point i'm like i'm just i'm just not going to do this anymore yeah i'm just going to not a big deal just keep my phone i i don't answer every phone call you know, but there are some where I answer a hundred percent of the time because you just or I'll be like, "Hey, is this urgent? Do you have news, or can I call you back?" And what does now your wife's on
0: Twitter? She's the
2: yep. banktress. She is. She's bigger on Instagram, but she is on Mississippi State grad. Mississippi State grad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so he's got that Southern thing going she here. Wants yeah. to,
2: she wants to move to Nashville now. Wants to go back. We're here. Like, yeah. Come on. It's everybody else's. <laughs> it's not going to happen because I'm about to be in New York for our pregame show, but I was, ah, I, I was telling was There Joe are always Rob, flights. She made the mistake of looking up Nashville uh, real estate when, when I was here for the draft, and she's like, oh my God, this yeah. place would be amazing. And pretty yeah.
0: close to Starkville. Where Very is she close. from in
2: Mississippi originally? Right near Starkville, okay. West Point. West Point. So like, uh, yeah.
0: My sister-in-law is from Sturgis. Oh, right yep, by there. Right by there. All right, so... Let's turn to football now. We've talked about family and and the phones and everything like this. Do you have a theory as to why the national pundits have sort of graded the Titans down? I was showing Amy one this morning where they're picked 6-10. One of only six NFL teams with three straight winning seasons. Right. And yet there being a lot of people are picking them last. And these are not people who have an agenda against the Titans. I don't think there's a
2: conspiracy. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering. But it's interesting. So it, I sort of didn't – I'm not, like, totally surprised, but I sort of didn't realize that. Um, but because, you know, it's you look in the division, you say, oh, well, Jaguars signed Nick Foles. They're going to be a lot better. And then, you know, everyone's riding on the Colts from last year. That was, a you know, sort of a magical season, kind of added nowhere. Well, they're going to be a lot better. Texans are, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be good too. Well, then, sort of, where does that leave the Titans? And I think the not that there's a problem with this because I honestly don't think anyone in this building really cares at all where pundits pick them uh, or even likes it. But it's all the quarterback. So, like, you know, Marcus has been good, but I think it's fair to say, you know, that this organization would like him to kind of take the next step and really solidify things. But so much of the punditry and the the guesses about where teams are going to be is about the quarterback. And so, you know, if Marcus plays to his capabilities, like this should be a really good team. As it is, it's still going to be probably a pretty good team and you know, like you know, if if you're 6 and 6 or 7 and 5 in December, like it's all there for you, you can be you're really in good, you're mm-hmm. in, you're in the mix. And this team will absolutely be in the mix.
1: Is the Marcus Mariota question in air quotes the number one question about the Tennessee Titans or are there other things that you need to see from this team?
2: No, I think it's about, I mean, it's sort of a, it's about Marcus and like where, and it sounds like he did have a really good off season, which is good, put on some weight, which I know is important. Um, but you know, it's, it's how well can he play? How can he play all 16 games just physically, how he holds up? Um, and then, you know, they hired an offensive coordinator that I think most people had not heard of. Like Arthur Smith's reputation. Now that I know who he is, and now that I've asked a lot of people about him, because I, I probably, I'll say this: I probably found out. You know, there's a lot of things you hear, but you never quite nail down. The team ended up announcing who they were hiring as offensive coordinator. I'd heard it two days before and could never like nail it down. But I did ask a lot of people about him. His reputation is excellent, really, really good as a person, as a coach. He's grinded like crazy um, but he's also never coordinated an offense so like what it looks like um, how it's kind of changed does he help Marcus get to where he needs to go I think those those sort of questions kind of loom for me
1: so flip it around what impresses you the most about the Tennessee Titans uh,
2: I would say for me it's not like very exciting but this is a very deep roster like I I would say, like, there'll probably be some guys that we've heard of who have had production in this league who will be cut in early September because this is pretty deep. And, you know, like, you're not going to get any headlines because you keep, like, you know, one offensive tackle over another or whatever, but um, I would imagine this team will probably have a much harder time, like, figuring out which special teams players they're going to keep, for instance, or which, like, fifth or sixth receiver if they keep six receivers like those things will be harder and again like this is not it's not flashy it's not exciting it's not going to get anyone to say the titans are going to be great but in december these guys are all playing you know
0: what as you've traveled around the league some already what is the national reaction to safety kevin byard's contract extension that makes him the at least for now the highest yeah. paid safety in the league
2: um everybody's happy for him You know, like, he is, uh, his story is amazing. You know, middle, uh, non-combine invite, mid-round. Like, these kinds of guys should not be the highest-paid safety. But you knew, you know, I watch him play early. Like, this guy is really good. I just, I don't, I'm still not 100% sure what happened and why he kind of fell through the cracks so many different times. But his production has been great. And, you know, for him, he gets to be the highest-paid Safety in the league, which is awesome for the Titans. They lock him up for a long time. You know, it was a deal that makes sense for both sides. Um, I didn't see anyone killing the deal, especially when you know, for the organization, they they again they get him under contract for a while, and he gets to be the highest paid. Like, there's a lot there to like for both sides. I thought it was a good deal. Most people think it was a really good deal. It also, for everyone else in the locker room, like it is important. This is the second time this organization has done this in two years, right? You got Taylor was last Taylor's year, last right? mm-hmm. and then this one this year. So you're like, okay, you come in here, do the right thing, you're good, you will get what you deserve. This organization is not going to mess around; it's just going to reward the guys who deserve it, and that message is really important.
0: Says to free agents and and agents too that Amy Adams Strunk will spend money. Yeah, that and, ain't bad.
2: No, and you know it's funny that like the sort of. You know, obviously, there's a lot of New England influence here from, from John Robinson and Vrabel and all that. And the Patriots actually do spend money, despite what people think. But that's sort of what they think, that they don't pay anyone. This organization has paid people very well, but also smartly. So, like, none of the deals are—you know, like, if, if Byard was the highest-paid safety and got, like, a two-year deal, that would be crazy. But it's a five-year extension, so it makes a lot of – I mean, this is – that was a good deal, and they, they seem to do a lot of really good deals. Yeah,
0: the extension is actually – it doesn't start. He gets guaranteed money this year, but the extension is five more years after right. this year. So a lot of people don't realize that. Speaking of big-money defensive contracts, Seattle gives Bobby Wagner, their star mm-hmm. linebacker, three years, $54 million. Did that surprise you?
2: No. Uh, that's actually where I thought it was going to come in. The only – because I had heard even like a week ago that they were – I don't, it's tough to know like who's close, but um, they were at least over where CJ Mosley made. So I knew he was going to be the highest paid. I knew he was going to beat Mosley. It was just about the guarantee money in Seattle. They'll do big upfront payments, but they don't really guarantee after year one. So I haven't actually seen the structure of that one yet. I'd like to, but that's where I thought it would come in. And you know, one of the hard things for teams is like the market gets set. So like Mosley went, cr- you know, that contract was crazy. That destroyed the linebacker market, but that's what it is. Same thing with the safety market. Like, you know, um, Kevin Byard makes $14.1 million a year. Like, that's where the safety market is. So that's what you got to pay, and the same for the linebacker. Like, Bobby Wagner's great. The last great linebacker to sign got this, so he should get a little more.
1: Let's talk running backs for a second. Between Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon, who reports to training camp first uh
2: i think um i think zeke probably does with the new contract because i know they've talked i know you know not that they're close but things have gone in a positive direction um so you know whereas melvin gordon i think i think he's in it for the long haul we'll see you know the organization has tried it's not like he's been shut out of anything you know it's not like they've cut off communication with him it's just They've struggled to get a deal done. Uh, the the charges have not moved, whereas the Cowboys are in active negotiation. So it feels like the Cowboys one probably gets done quicker.
1: Speaking of interesting dynamics, the holdout of offensive tackle Trent Williams has been really significant in Washington. Are you answering a phone call? No, I'm texting as I'm listening.
0: He's texting w- me. Uh, are, We're texting he? each other to talk yeah. about what a good question you're about to ask. Oh,
1: uh, that's nice, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but tackle Trent Williams, holding out, obviously, By the way, this is weird, right? It's weird.
2: The whole Trent Williams-Washington holdout.
1: The whole thing is odd.
2: Oh, they're, they're telling me they need me, so I will answer this, then I will come on.
1: Answer it and then um, run away. All
2: right. So... Just quickly on Trent Williams, yeah, his frustration with the the way they handled things medically for him. Uh huh. Um, he would like a new contract to to make him feel better. And I, I, he has not yet been cleared to play football because of the scalp surgeries that he had. So, uh, I don't know when this ends. Uh, but I think the Redskins need to buckle up. Right.
0: You're do a hardworking man. Get out of Thank you, guys. We will continue Run. with the podcast here for just a couple minutes. <laughs> as Ian Rappaport departs,
1: he, like a bat out like, of hell, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got to go. He's running. <laughs> he's actually running. What did running? we get
0: with it? We got like eighteen, nineteen minutes. Hmm. Um, Busy man. As a guy who had to chase early in his career and did it for twelve years, I respect guys like that so much because the thing that you, the thing that you come to understand about these people. Is this is really, when you're doing what he's doing, it's your whole life 24-7. And I was, for me, I was glad when that part of my life ended. Yeah. And because, I mean, you don't you sleep. Don't stop. You don't Because you're never totally at rest.
1: Mm-mm. It's all-consuming. It's like people who are on call for their jobs. Right, like a doctor. Yeah, you are constantly waiting. You're constantly trying to make yourself available, and it makes you wary of making plans, or it makes you wary of doing things. You have to live your life. But I definitely respect the grind of people like Ian Rappaport and the amount of work that goes into what he has to do every day.
0: But you know what? Doctors are sometimes not on call. Right. That job. Always. He and, and the guys who do that are on call all the time. So very kind of him to take time with us and some very good insight with Ian Rappaport.
1: Although, I'll tell you what, I'm never going to read his Twitter again and like be regular. I'm always going to be like, is he in the shower in right the shower? now? Yeah. By he, the way, I, I'm ruined forever.
0: I've never heard of somebody taking their phone in the shower. Have you? Well, I mean. I've heard of people drinking beer in the shower. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I,
1: Shower beers are very popular. Oh, okay. But, like, I don't know. I I want to know the first day that he had to do that, he was like, crap. I need my phone. I have to take a shower. What am I going to do? Ziploc bag. Well, because
0: you know what happened. Uh-huh. You know that what led to that was the phone was on the counter. Yep. He's taking a shower. It goes off. He leans out of the shower. Yep. And, A, falls down. B ruins the phone because he gets water all up. I mean, you know that's what yeah, led to. Yeah,
1: something happened, but I don't need to know that. But now everything is ruined. For We've
0: got to tweet out the video of him running out of the room. Uh-huh. We have that, right? <laughs> we yeah, uh, yeah yeah we got to tweet out the video of him just <laughs> he leaving. Was
1: just he stood up to answer the last question. And then bolt it.
0: And see, but we're not gonna do him like the talk show host in Washington did. He
1: doesn't have to apologize. Well, but to listen, me.
0: if I'm that guy, I mean yeah. I hosted a talk show for nine years. If that guy gets off the phone with me in the middle of an interview, I'm not happy. I get right. it. But I did respect as I mean, I followed all that because like I said, hosted a talk show, no you know, understand all of the dynamics and this guy went after him. Yeah. I mean, it was hardcore. Uh, but I so respected him coming back, and I, I just have a lot of respect for for what he does and so appreciate him taking the time with us. And his podcast is outstanding.
1: It is. It's very good. And while I don't require an apology for what just happened, gifts are appreciated gifts. and encouraged. Yes. I'll always accept a gift.
0: maybe Maybe another Diet Coke.
1: I'll always accept Diet Coke as payment for anything.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Special edition of the OTP with Ian Rappaport. We learned so much. We did. (laughs) For (laughs) Ian Rappaport's empty chair and Amy Wells. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not bitter. No. We're happy. Please send presents. We're we're appreciative of 18 minutes from the great Ian Rappaport of NFL Network and NFL.com. For Amy, I'm Mike. Thanks for joining us on the OTP.